Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers. And welcome into Lock It In with Cam Rogers, part of tonight's Believe Hour right here on Sports Map Radio. Full hour of Masters coverage as we put a bow on the first major championship of the PGA Tour season. Scotty Scheffler is a major champion. Four wins in six events. Truly a remarkable run that he is on right now. Tiger Woods completing 72 holes of major championship golf. 14 months removed from nearly getting his leg amputated. Really a fantastic story. We will break that down here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99. And on Instagram, at MrRogers98. As I mentioned, full Masters recap here on the show. Full breakdown of Tiger Woods' performance. What did I see from him? Where will Tiger Woods play next on the PGA Tour? I will break that down for you. Scotty Scheffler's continued dominance on the PGA Tour. What's next for him after becoming a major champion, and an early look at the RBC Heritage out there in Hilton Head, where there actually is a pretty darn good field this week, by the way. I will give my early selections for that. Check out our wide array of awesome Believe programming, by the way, on Believe.com, including shows hosted by Hall of Famers, Super Bowl champions, celebrities, and so much more. As draft season heats up, check out Believe in NFL Draft Prospects with Joe DeLeon and Ryan Roberts, the Draft Network's various shows, as well as the Inside Football Podcast with Hall of Fame GM Bill Polian. We are... Certainly drawing our attention to the NFL draft here with the Masters now in the rear view mirror. So should be really exciting to track all that great content there at Believe.com. Again, Cam Rogers with you, taking you through the hour here. Masters coverage coming up next, Sports Map Radio. And welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers, Sports Map Radio, the Believe Hour. Want to give a shout out to our friends at Bet Online for sponsoring the show here today. Find all of the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA playoffs, fights, and even next season's futures. And don't forget that the MLB is back as well. Who are you picking to win the World Series? Bet Online is your continued source. For all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. It's easy to get started, so head to the website today or use your mobile device to join that promo code, of course, B-L-E-A-V. Believe to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online 
where the game starts. Tiger Woods completing 72 holes of major championship golf. Tiger Woods completing 72 holes of major championship golf. 25 years removed from that 1997 Masters breakthrough victory. No apparent setbacks for Tiger throughout the week here. Was he gimpy? Was he limpy? Did he look 100%? Yes, yes, and no. But you know what? He gutted through that. He gutted through a really difficult week of golf. I'm not even just talking about Tiger walking this golf course, which, by the way, is extremely difficult to do in its own right. I'm talking about the conditions, too. The conditions at the Masters, especially rounds two and three, were relatively difficult. And the sheer fact that, A, Tiger Woods was there at the Masters and played 72 holes is remarkable. But also, he made the cut. He has never missed the cut at the Masters as a professional. Despite coming back to the Masters multiple times after long layoffs. 2010, long layoff after the 2009 Thanksgiving PR nightmare, if you will. 2015, after a microdisectomy, back surgery shows up, makes the cut, T17. And perhaps the biggest episode of adversity he has ever had to deal with, this car crash from a year ago, makes the cut 47th place at the Masters Tournament. Rounds of 71-74 on the first two days. Pretty darn good start. And then you could tell that the body was starting to get fatigued. His putter was not as consistent on the weekend. And threw up a pair of 78s, finishing 47th. But, beating out the following names. Jordan Spieth. Brooks Kepka, those two missed the cut. Daniel Berger, my pick to win. Berger finishing T50 on the week. Xander Shoffley missed the cut. Adam Scott made the cut, but finished behind Tiger Woods by one shot. After day one, that 71 from Tiger Woods, amazing. Nearly an ace, by the way, in that round. On hole number six. The putter was great. Tee to green game. Needs work, but that was expected. I figured his short game was going to be pretty sharp. Because in the early goings of his recovery process, you would assume that he was able to practice with his short game more so than, shall we say, the driver, the long irons, what have you, right? But again, just the sheer fact that he completed those 72 holes without dropping out, and again, totally would have been understandable if he had to, is nothing short of extraordinary. Forget the stats, forget the scores. This was a victory for Tiger Woods. He got a ceremonial green jacket, in my opinion. 
for showing up this week. Again, far earlier than I had ever anticipated. The patrons were electric, and it looked like Tiger was genuinely having fun despite being out of contention the entire weekend. He thoroughly embraced the energy that was around him. And he hasn't been around that kind of energy since probably the 2019 Masters. The last time he played professionally was 2020. The Masters, nobody was there. The patrons weren't there. It was a COVID year, right? So he has not been a part of this electricity amongst the patrons since the 2019 Masters. As I've said, perspective matters. What he was able to accomplish this week was amazing. And people who typically don't watch golf were watching golf. People were texting me. Not really a big golf person, but I'm watching right now. That is the impact that Tiger Woods has on this game. He is the needle mover. Maybe he is the needle in the game of golf. Nobody is close. Nobody. You know, someone asked me why so many people have gathered in support of Tiger. And there are two ways to answer that question. Number one, we know more about Tiger Woods the person now than we did in the early 2000s. In the early 2000s, Tiger Woods was... Mr. Tunnel Vision, range, practice areas, the golf course, win a trophy, say a few things to the media, and then move on. He wasn't doing this original content with Golf Digest that he is now, or the matches with Phil Mickelson, being mic'd up. I think Tiger Woods has new perspective now, too having gone through all of these episodes of adversity and how much of an impact the media has had on his impact in golf. It's a symbiotic relationship, you know? So he's become more open with the media. We've gotten to know Tiger Woods, the person, better. That brings in new fans. The other thing is that Tiger Woods is a symbol of even if you get to rock bottom, you can climb your way out of it and get back to the mountaintop. The DUI, the mugshot, the horrible car accident last year. The DUI, the mugshot was a different situation. But two separate episodes of adversity, and he got back to the mountaintop. He won the Masters. In 2019. So I think people sort of latch on to that story, that teachable moment, if you will, that, oh, even though things aren't going great for me right now, that doesn't mean things won't be amazing down the line. And this too, Tiger Woods showing up to Augusta with the mindset of winning clearly shows to me he wants to surpass Jack Nicklaus. And he knows 
he only has so many major championship starts left in his career. And so he's not going to leave it to chance. He wants to show up at every single major championship if he can. And he did that at Augusta National this week. So where will Tiger Woods play next? We have some information. I will give you guys my projections as far as when we will see Eldrick taunt Tiger Woods next. Stay tuned. I'll discuss right here on Lock It In, part of the Believe Hour Sports Map Radio. And welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. This is the Believe Hour. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you. Full Masters recap here. As we discuss more about Tiger Woods, where will he play next? And I will get to some other storylines, of course. Somebody won this thing, Scotty Scheffler. We'll talk about him, plus other takeaways from the first major championship of the season. But first, a shout-out to our friends at Credit Karma. Planning ahead for a big expense? Don't put those car repairs or medical bills on a high-interest credit card. Credit Karma can help you look for a low-interest personal loan that could save you money while you pay off your purchase. Credit Karma uses your credit data to find loan offers that are personalized to you so you can have a better idea of what loan amount you could get approved for. Credit Karma will even show you your chances of approval So you can choose between loan offers that you're more likely to get approved for and apply with more confidence. Comparing loan offers on Credit Karma is 100% free, won't affect your credit scores, and could save you money. Ready to apply? Head to creditkarma.com slash loan offers to see personalized offers. Again, that's creditkarma.com slash loan offers to find the loan for you. Creditkarma.com slash loan offers. Credit Karma, apply with more confidence today. So one thing is for sure, we know Tiger Woods will compete in at least one more major championship this year. Tiger confirming to Sky Sports the Open Championship at St. Andrews will be a tournament he will attend. Obviously, St. Andrews, of course, he holds very near and dear to his heart. He's won there twice. Flat golf course, easy to walk, very manageable for him. The travel could be a bit of a pain, but he's in. For the Open Championship, that will be in July. I think he has a very real chance to compete there. I think really, in general, Tiger's chances at the majors are highest with A, the Masters, and B, the Open Championship. Not a high premium on distance off the tee, can hit irons off the tee, Always has been a great link style golfer, obviously. As for the other two major championships, I don't really think he has a great chance at the PGA or the U.S. Open. 
So the Open Championship, as I mentioned, in July, the last major championship of the year. So, as I mentioned, PGA, U.S. Open, what's the deal with those? May 19th is the PGA Championship at Southern Hills, Tulsa, Oklahoma. A course Tiger won at in 2007. So he sounded non-committal about playing the PGA next month. My guess is he will probably commit a week out when he has a better idea about his health, his body, what have you. But I think he also knows in the back of his mind his days of contending at the PGA or the U.S. Open could be over. And Tiger's mindset has always been, I will not play a tournament. I think I can't win. U.S. Open is at the Country Club in Brookline, Mass. Tiger hasn't finished top 10 at a U.S. Open since 2010. I don't really think he has a realistic chance at winning the U.S. Open. In fact, I almost would prefer him not play the U.S. Open. The rough is brutal. If he's missing fairways... That's going to put a lot of stress on his back, on his leg. I don't feel great about it. But the selfish side of me wants to see as much Tiger Woods as possible, of course. But look, risk of re-injury is high, I think, at the U.S. Open. So if I had to guess, I think he'll give it a go at the PGA Championship and maybe skip the U.S. Open and then go ahead and play the Open Championship. In between all of that, there is a slight chance, I think, Tiger Woods will play the Memorial Tournament, which is Jack's event. Obviously, Jack Nicholas, the man Tiger Woods is hoping to surpass in terms of the major championship column. But those two have a special relationship, and Tiger does not like to skip that event. So keep that in mind as well. But really, this is all very touch and go. A month ago, Tiger did not think he was going to play in the Masters. And he did. So really, it's a kick-the-can-down-the-road sort of approach. He's not sure how his body is going to respond to 72 holes of major championship golf. So... One day at a time, as the cliche goes. Let's talk about the winner of the Masters, Scotty Scheffler. Wow. Four wins in his last six starts. That is a Tiger-like run right now. Only two players in history have won the Masters in their first start as number one player in the world. One of them, Ian Woosnam, back in 1991. The other, Scotty Scheffler, 2022. The last player to win four times in six PGA Tour starts was Jason Day in 2015. When Day eventually became the number one player in the world. Scotty Scheffler eight weeks ago. Ready for this? Zero wins in 70 PGA Tour starts. $8.7 million in career earnings. Number 14th player in the world. Scotty Scheffler today, four wins in 76 PGA Tour starts, 
$17.6 million in career earnings, a Masters champion, ranked number one in the world. Now, I had been pounding the table about this guy for a while. He's an immense talent with a balanced game that flashed success at the big-time events last year. Three top tens in the majors last year. Competed at the match play. He was in the final grouping there. The final match, if you will. So in the big events, he was right there. Right there. Is his swing something to behold? Is it beautiful? Is it wonderful? No. It's kind of messy, but it works for him. And again, the balanced game that you want. He does not make a lot of mistakes. He makes a ton of birdies. And he is going to be a force in the major championships to come. So congratulations to Scotty Scheffler. I was off him going into this week. So he made me look like a fool, which is not a first, by the way. And he's going to go celebrate. He can take the rest of the year off if he truly wanted to. Four wins in six starts. Congratulations, Scotty Scheffler. You're a major champion. How about some other storylines? Rory McIlroy did it again. Slow starts and then gets hot on the weekend. Came up just short at the Masters. Really had a fantastic round in that final day. A 64, 8 under par. Finished 3 behind Scotty Scheffler. Shane Lowry, Cam Smith tied for 3rd. Was not a great day for Cam Smith. 73, 1 over par in that final round. Colin Morikawa. Five under 67 in the final day. Top five finish for him. He continues his solid major championship play. Will Zalatoris. Five under par. Yesterday. T6 finish. So back-to-back top tens in his first two Masters starts. Corey Connors. Three straight top tens at the Masters the last three years. Good playing by all of those guys at the Masters. So again, Scotty Scheffler is the guy to beat right now on the PGA Tour. I think he's got a good shot at the PGA Championship at Southern Hills and the U.S. Open at the Country Club. And again, for Tiger Woods, what's next? We know for sure we'll see him again in July for the Open Championship. In terms of what happens before then, it's tough to say. A, because you have the body situation. How will the body respond a week ahead of a particular tournament? And then B, he's probably thinking about his chances to win at the U.S. Open and at the PGA Championship, both really difficult majors for him at this point in his career. So I think the likely scenario for Tiger is this. He plays the PGA next month, does not play the U.S. Open, 
plays the Open Championship. My guess is we see Tiger two more times and maybe the FedEx Cup playoffs if he qualifies. So stay tuned on that. Coming up on the other side here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers, an early look at the RBC Heritage. What are my best bets for this week's event? Keep it right here, Sports Map Radio. And welcome back to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. The Believe Hour right here on Sports Map Radio. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers98. Just recapped the Masters Tournament. Scotty Scheffler, a major champion. Congratulations to him. Four wins. In his last six starts, pretty remarkable stuff right there. Okay, now we look ahead to the RBC Heritage here this week, giving my best bets in an early look, if you will, for this event. And it's a pretty darn good field this week. Plenty of star power, especially all things considered, right after a major championship. Typically, a tournament right after a major gets a pretty weak field, but not the case here. Stuart Sink will defend his title. He sort of came out of nowhere last year and put on a ball-striking clinic on his way to winning the RBC Heritage. Cam Smith, Justin Thomas, Patrick Cantlay, Dustin Johnson, Colin Morikawa, all will tee it up at Harbortown Golf Links. A par 71, just a shade over 7,100 yards. So last week, the big emphasis for me was driving distance at Augusta National. Driving distance being the number one corollary stat to success at that tournament. This week, driving distance, not so important. This is a short, tight golf course, target golf, strategically placed bunkers. And you look at the past winners here, Webb, Matt Kuchar, shorter hitters, Stuart Sink, plotters, if you will. So you don't need to necessarily have the distance off the tee here this week, which brings in a lot of golfers who normally would not have a chance on, say, a longer golf course. Kevin Kisner is a great example of that. 40-1 to win the RBC Heritage this week. The favorites right now, you've got Justin Thomas at 12-1, Colin Morikawa, 14-1, Cam Smith, Dustin Johnson, both at 16-1, Patrick Cantlay, 18-1, Shane Lowry, Coming off a top 10 at the Masters, 22-1. Matt Fitzpatrick, Corey Connors, Webb Simpson, Daniel Berger, all in the 20s to win the tournament this week. Some interesting value down the board as well. We'll talk about it right here on Lock It In. So again, when you're looking at the best fit for this golf course, shorter hitters, good short game players, 
and iron players, if you will. This is a second-shot golf course here, Harbortown Golf Links. So, again, even the bigger hitters on the PGA Tour, so Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, they will be clubbing down when they tee off often this week. The other thing, too, and this is hard to sort of quantify, but the fatigue factor for the players who were, quote-unquote, in contention at the Masters, how does that set up for them this week at the RBC Heritage? Will they be fatigued? It's not a lot of travel going from Augusta to Hilton Head, so there's that. So for Corey Connors, Shane Lowry, Dustin Johnson, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, how do they respond after the Masters and finishing pretty highly on the leaderboard? I failed to mention this earlier, by the way, but I'm sorry. The final round of the Masters was boring. I mean, it was a snooze fest. Even Saturday, too. There was, like, no drama. My favorite tournaments are when we have a packed leaderboard going into the back nine, especially at the Masters. But Scotty Scheffler... Aside from the four putt on 18, is unflappable. And he showed that yesterday. Yeah, Rory McElroy sort of gave us some hope that somebody else could win this thing. But in the end, it was Scotty Scheffler all the way. So, even for a golf enthusiast like myself... I did not exactly enjoy watching the Masters yesterday. I was more interested in watching Tiger Woods play 18 holes out of contention yesterday than watching Scotty Scheffler sort of just cruise his way to victory. I think most people are in my camp, by the way. Like, you want the drama. You want the unpredictability... You want the wonder of who's going to win this thing on the back nine. I think about 2011 when McElroy collapsed on that 10th hole. And then you had so many players in the hunt, including Tiger Woods. Bo Van Pelt, Luke Donald, Jeff Ogilvie. Who else? I'm trying to think. KJ Choi was up there. Angel Cabrera, so many possibilities, and of course, Charles Schwartzel, who ended up winning that year. That's what I prefer. I do not prefer the one guy in a lead, nobody's going to catch him sort of situation. Rory McIlroy back in 2010, 2011, the U.S. Open, at Congressional when he just ran away with it. He lapped the field. And I feel bad for the broadcasters, too. It's like, how do you keep the audience when you have a situation like that? So, again, was not thrilled with the lack of drama at the Masters, but sometimes that's what happens. All right, RBC Heritage this week. Somebody I am on in the outright market 
like a first click. Russell Henley, 35-1 to to get it done here this week. His ball striking has been immaculate. I liked him a lot going into last week at the Masters for a top 20 finish. Didn't happen, but made the cut. Showed some promise on the weekend. And this course is such a good fit for him. He's not a long hitter. He's not all that great off the tee. But his iron game is so darn crisp. One at a similar golf course, part of the Sony Open. So if he can win there, he can certainly win here at Harbortown Golf Links. So I like his chances a lot. Worth a bet for a top 10 as well. Russell Henley, 35-1 to 1 to get it done. Top 10. Matt Fitzpatrick, he was top 20 at the Masters a week ago. Finished nicely on Sunday with a two under par score. So that's always good. little momentum from the Masters. And again, for Matt, a better fit this week at Harbortown. I think he prefers the shorter target golf type of golf courses. And again, Harbor Town Links brings that. So Matt Fitzpatrick for a top 10. The ball striking has been the story for him this year. Typically, Matt is known as a short game artist. But this year, strokes gained approach. He's inside the top 20 on the PGA Tour. So I like that a lot. Balanced game right now for Matt Fitzpatrick. Shane Lowry, let's run it back. Top 10 this week. Again, for him, the ball striking is the story. And I always preach this when I talk about golf handicapping. Ball striking is far more reliable week in and week out than, say, a hot putter or hot short game. It's just more reliable. It's a stickier stat, if you will. So Shane Lowry is bringing that ball striking to the RBC Heritage. I think he has a good shot at winning this week, but certainly for a top 10. Couple of top 20s here. Matt Kuchar, former winner at the RBC Heritage. And Matt is at the point in his career where he can't contend week in and week out. That used to be his M.O. He was a top 10 machine on the PGA Tour for quite a while. But now, in his older years, certainly not as long as he used to be. Tough to sort of compete with the likes of Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas and Cameron Smith. So he sort of has to pick his spots now when competing. I think a top 20 is very much in the realm of possibility here for Matt Kuchar this week. Did not play at the Masters last week, so he is well-rested. And again, a former winner, so he knows this golf course very, very well. Harold Varner III, top 20 as well. Really showed some guts at the Masters. 71-71 in the first two rounds, shot an 80 in round three, so out of contention at that point, but then bounced back nicely. Three under par, 69 
in that final round, finishing inside the top 25 at the Masters. His first start, by the way, at that event. So, typically known as a good ball striker himself. Top 20 for Harold Varner the third. Why not? Why not? And I'm staying off the favorites, really. Like, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Dustin Johnson, Cameron Smith. I'm not seeing a lot of value in playing any of these guys here this week. These numbers are way too short. And I was willing to eat the chalk at the Masters because cream rises to the top at the Masters. It's a chalky event. RBC Heritage, as we learned last year with Stuart Sink, it can be conducive to a surprise winner. So I would rather go down the board, especially in the outright market, and look at a player like a Matt Fitzpatrick, Russell Henley, Alex Noren at 40-1. to 1. This should be a perfect setup for him. And you would think a win is coming soon for Mr. Noren on the PGA Tour. So early bets for me, Russell Henley outright top 10s, Matt Fitzpatrick, Shane Lowry top 20s, Matt Kuchar, Harold Varner III. The RBC Heritage this week on the PGA Tour. Coming up next, we say goodbye here on Lock It In with Cam Rogers, Sports Map Radio. And welcome back, the Believe Hour, right here on Sports Map Radio. Cam Rogers with you. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. I am saying goodbye here tonight. Thank you guys so much for taking time out of your Monday to tune in to my Masters recap. And, of course, a look ahead to the RBC Heritage, my best bets for this week's PGA Tour event. If you missed any of the show, don't worry. Download Lock It In wherever you get your podcasts, Spotify, Apple, etc. Check me out on Twitter, at MrRogers99. And, of course, we have the Believe Hour all this week and weekend. Some fantastic programming coming up very, very soon throughout the week here. And check us out, Believe.com, for a wide array of fabulous programming hosted by Hall of Famers, Super Bowl champions, celebrities, and so much more. Again, check out our fantastic draft content as well. Joe DeLeon and Ryan Roberts do a fantastic job on Believe in NFL Draft Prospects. Check out the Draft Network as well. And the Inside Football Podcast with Hall of Fame GM Bill Polian. They all do a fantastic job. Again, shout out to Scotty Scheffler for winning the Masters Tournament. Really an amazing run that he is on right now. Four wins in six PGA Tour starts. And I cannot even stress how amazing it was to watch Tiger Woods compete at the Masters 14 months removed from that car crash and 25 years removed from that 1997 victory at Augusta. So congratulations to Tiger for gutting it out there. Really remarkable stuff. Congratulations to Scotty Scheffler 
And good luck to your bets this week at the RBC Heritage. I am Cam Rogers saying so long. I'll talk to you guys very, very soon. Again, download Lock It In with Cam Rogers wherever you get your podcasts. And keep it right here on Sports Map Radio throughout the week for the Believe Hour. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.